We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Nerds. I'm here today with Roger Monty. Hi, Roger. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Cool. My name is Danielle Antos. I've done a couple of these before. I'm excited to talk to Roger. Uh, Roger, tell me a little bit about your, about your background and how you got where you are now. Well, I started back in the late 90s um, when uh, I uh, started taking HTML classes and learning how to use Dreamweaver and and, uh, and and moving forward I start I took classes in learning how to do flash and and code JavaScript and whatnot and I jumped online and started building affiliate sites and um, basically back then the community just kind of learned how and pretty much invented Things like conversion and and analysis and and click through rates and 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 how that you know impacts um, your conversions and um, so my background starts in affiliate and then moves forward from there. Nice. So you've been doing this for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about about fifteen years. Um, nice. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I quit my last office job, like in, I think, 2002, and I've been self-employed since then, um, just building websites, monetizing them, seeing what works, and uh, testing different strategies, and then uh, watching how the search engines um, evolve and then evolving with them. So I can't imagine what it's like to come into this business now. Um because it's almost like you gotta like learn um from third hand, but the way I learned it was you know it was like of the moment, everything was just evolving and starting in in one year, like uh, Yahoo would buy like several companies and like overturn and or, and uh and then p p c became a bigger thing, and then AdWords came out that was brand new, and right I was there at the birth of all that and um, just watched it all evolve. So a lot of these concepts are things that I kind of um, kind of lived through and, and we experimented with and then we kind of settled on conventions and some of those conventions, <clears throat> I think some of those conventions uh, become outmoded and um, I'm, I, I think it's important to be flexible in, in recognizing that maybe a certain convention isn't written in stone, um, maybe it's a little more fragile. And yeah. I think that's and that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Yep. You wanted to talk about kind of a change. It's a good segue. Good segue um, from <laughs> the kind of a classic SEO, kind of what you saw from the very beginning. You know, building key, building websites around keywords, and then you know, marketing in them that way versus kind of the way it is now, which sounds very heavy in the content marketing area, which is what I'm into. So that's actually pretty exciting. I'm 
interested to see what you have to say about that. So what's the biggest change between what you're calling the classic SEO and I think you mostly want to focus on on-page SEO to well, what we're looking at more now? Well, let's, let's think about the classic SEO. Classic SEO um, was it started. It had its roots with with the keywords, and basically in the beginning, you could just like mess around with keywords in your title tag, keywords in your keyword tag, and keywords in your content, moving con- keywords to the top, that kind of thing. <clears throat> Using your bold and italics, italics used for secondary kind of things to support your your main keyword phrase, so you can like modify. Uh, your main keywords with stuff in italics, and and and, it, and then you would go online, and you know, in in a month or matter of of, of thirty days, you can you can see, oh wow, I'm ranking number one, great, you know, and just from <laughs> <clears throat> playing around with keywords. And well, now you can't even rank years, number one because of the <laughs> personalized results. So, like, it ranks one for me because I've googled it ten times. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's there's that. Um, there's a lot of a lot of that going on. But then, you know, PageRank came around and the, the links thing, and links became a commodity. But key, the links and keywords still played a big role. You put your keywords in your anchor text, and keywords on your page still mattered. Um, and and Google was pretty open about that. You know, they told people put your keywords in your title tag. Mm. So. In a way, Google played a role in, in enforcing that mindset where when you plan a website, you plan it around your keywords. What keywords do I want to rank? You know, you go to your your favorite keyword uh, research planner, and back then there were several. There was one from Yahoo, there's, and uh, there's Google. Um, <clears throat> and then you, you select your keywords, and, and you think about the modifiers, and you think of... I've got a spreadsheet with like over a hundred different um bicycle keyword phrases, and then I got another keyword with uh secondary phrases, you know, and then you just throw those together, you build your website, and then you start ranking later on. There was a concept of uh long tail and how there's so right. much so many people are on to the long tail and so then people started off in my creating you know thousands of pages in order to uh, capitalize on on the uh, long tail. Along the way, uh, there was a lot of research and a lot of, it seems like a lot of it didn't make it into the algorithm until fairly recently. And uh, people, people have been seeing that, um, you know, building sites that target uh, long tail keyword phrases sometimes doesn't always work. Um, some of the things Google's doing is like stemming and uh, and and using synonyms uh, right. so that you don't need to actually have the keyword phrase on your page just to like a synonym, right? Do you think that's and, making uh, it easier or harder to just do SEO as well? I think or it's making for- it harder to do SEO. In the classic style, so okay. because this is the fun, this is the fun part. A lot of the things that uh, classic XCO um, stressed kind of became the things that the search engines are looking for in order to identify spam. 
They so become, you almost put yourself out of a job. Right. <laughs> yeah, they become like the hallmarks of of, uh, of, uh, of of a negative signal. So, for instance, like the old way of doing of, of link building was point is point the majority of your links to the home page because the idea was your page rank is going to filter down and go and go through the other sites and then uh, you know there's a variant pointing to your high high level pages the classic style was point the majority of your links to the home page right right and, uh, and uh, a, a version of that was to also point links to your high level pages so you know you got blue widgets green widgets uh purple widgets and then point your links to those high-level pages, your secondary-level pages, right? And then the idea yeah. is your page rank goes down. Well, they, I think like around 2004, uh, they started, uh, yeah, around 2003, 2004, they started playing around with statistical analysis, and they realized that what they did was they took this huge set of sites, and then they did an analysis. Of, of inbound links and they plotted it on the graph and they noticed that the outliers were were unusual. The, the outliers, they call them outliers, those are the ones with patterns that were very distinct and different from the majority of sites on the web. <clears throat> Turns out the SEO version of, of uh, building links it was unnatural, and they were able to catch that a few years. Okay, this theory came out like around 2003, 2004. Right. Um, it took, um, they started doing that like around, gosh, I think it was PubCon New Orleans that was announced. I think that was like 2005 when they started implementing statistical analysis. And, uh, and I noticed that when I would, do conference presentations that there are some Googlers in the audience, and I would meet them and ask them their backgrounds, and their backgrounds were in uh, st- statistics. And these were people who were in Matt Cutts' uh, spam spam fighting department. <clears throat> so just statistics played a huge role in defining what's natural. Um, classic SEO kind of has become... Uh, not the way to do it. I, I'm, I'm really uh, have come to that conclusion in the past couple of years. Uh, the more I research, the more I find that um, that that way of doing it, building a website around keyword phrases, is start it has been backfiring for the past few years. So, do you think keywords are pretty much obsolete or moving that way? What, what do you think? I don't think they're obsolete, and and that might sound like I'm contradicting myself, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> because I think keywords uh, can tell you what people are interested in. Um, and there's a way, you know, there's ways of, of, of harvesting that kind of information um, or, or taking advantage of that information. Um, one way is to, like, create a community or get access to a community or just um, uh, 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 you can crawl a community and, and just see what phrases and, and words that they're using and how they refer to um, to certain things. And, and language is always evolving, and right. so is the way people search. So 
uh, with, you know, short keyword phrases, like, right. like one or two words, right? And that was a boom for people who owned those uh, domain names. But people don't search that way anymore. No, you can uh, have a whole question in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So keywords are still important, and I think it's still important, you know, to make sure you have certain keywords on your page as long as that's relevant to what the page is for. I was on a, I was on a, uh, a, a panel, search panel. It was a site review panel, and there was a gentleman there who was in some kind of finance space, and I looked on the site, and he kept using uh, a two-word phrase to, dis- to, to uh, describe his website, what his website was about. But looking on his website, I saw he was using a different phrase in a title tag. Uh. And yeah, and but his content was really about what he was talking about, but he was using throughout the site this other phrase, and so I asked him, "There's this phrase and that phrase. Which phrase gets more queries?" Well, that one. But your site is about the other one. He goes, "Well, yeah, but I get more traffic with the. I would get. You know, I want to get more traffic with the other one." Hmm. Well. That's why you're. That's I told him. That's why you're not ranking because your site's not really about that, you know. So, <laughs> focusing on keywords sometimes isn't a good thing. So focus on what your site is about, and then, you know, sure, put a, make sure that an element of the keywords, you know, the keyword phrase that you think people are using are are up there. Right. But don't 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 build your site around the keywords. And I'll give you two examples. Okay. The classic, the classic SEO style. Uh, can I name websites? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The classic is the demand media style, like okay. Yahoo and, and yeah, those sites. Yeah. And what they do is, you know, they have a, a computer that goes out and finds, you know, keywords people are using, <clears throat> and then sends and then makes a list and sends those out to writers. The writers make content around those keywords. That's a classic SEO style. Then you have sites like TripAdvisor. You got sites like Amazon. You got sites um, uh, in the in those similar niches. Um, who, yeah, they do have keywords, but the difference between them is that you've got a different user experience. People become involved. With sites like um, <clears throat> like TripAdvisor, right? My wife loves TripAdvisor. She loves planning trips, and uh, she always goes to TripAdvisor because there's a community. You can ask questions. You can read reviews. You can find uh, out of the way places to eat that aren't on any of the guidebooks. Yeah. Uh, you can sometimes there's people there who are who are at the uh, at the uh, destination site who are answering questions. Um, and it's a great resource, uh, similar with Amazon. <clears throat> now, people feel engaged with these sites, and that's really um, one of the secrets, I think, of of um, building a successful site now is is thinking in terms of how can I be useful, uh, how is this going to help people, um, how how is this what are people looking for? What do people want to accomplish? Sometimes people just want their 
you know, want to be prettier. Sometimes people want right. to be a better better angler, right? Some people want to be to make themselves better, do things better, or find information. You know, there's a reason why people want information. Right. And so you create the tools. You kind of almost become a platform for people helping other people or you helping them, uh, a platform for them um, doing things and accomplishing things and not just answering questions and, and getting them to see an ad, you know, but right. be- becoming a destination that way. And that definitely gets more into, like, the, the content marketing, which I know there's been a lot of people, content marketing and SEO aren't the same thing, and obviously they're not precisely the same thing. But they're becoming, at least from what I'm saying, more and more related and more and more intertwined. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's still... um there's still a need for SEO, but um, I think it's. I think what they need to do is think of of uh, additional things like uh, uh, let's say let's talk in, let's talk in terms of metrics in, instead of abstracts. Okay, <clears throat> dwell time. How long people are on your site? It's really important because there are algorithms that measure like when if you rank. And then somebody clicks a link and goes to your site, and then within a certain number of seconds, and um, I'm not going to say how many seconds, but after a certain amount of seconds, when they go back, that's called an that's called implicit feedback. That's how the search engine uh, uh, engineers uh, call that. It's called implicit feedback, and then they can use that um, uh, to make form an idea of how that. Uh, how your site satisfied the user. Because what they want is for people to um, to have a good user experience. Right. So in order so for they, people to have good user experience... Mm-hmm. I was just saying, if they back out, it's because they didn't find what they needed, and they're going back to yeah. look for the next result. So you have to ask, why do they back out? Why? What are the common reasons that people back out? Well, one of the reasons is <clears throat> maybe there's just a page full of ads, Maybe yeah. there's like a giant interstitial. How do you pronounce that? Interstitial? Inter- I'm not sure what word you're talking about. There's <laughs> <laughs> those big ads that cover the entire page. Oh, God. Are you just talking about the pop-ups in general? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, maybe you've got a script on your page that's like hanging up the browser. Maybe your content is too far down, or maybe your fonts are too small. You know, those kind of things cause people to back out and and give a poor user experience. So, um, and here's a good trick, in the, which you want to think of when we want to focus on instead of just keywords. Right. Is how can I get people, how can I make my web page sticky? How can I get people to stay on my site? And not only that, but to keep going deeper into my site. You know, so then you can put things like, <clears throat> not just at the bottom of the page. I mean, a lot of people put the the kind of like uh, similar articles, you know, suggestions at the bottom of the page. People are more likely to see that if you move that up. You know, you can put like a pull quote kind of box uh, and then wrap your content around that and then with right. similar articles. Because sometimes people might like find the information they want 
then they'll see the similar articles and then click through and find more 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 uh, content that's useful to them. Yeah, we actually tested that on SCJ. We put them in the sidebar, and I think that that was relatively effective because people, <clears throat> you know, they might find what they need in the first paragraph or two. Like especially if it's a longer article, which of course Google likes more is the more long long form articles, but if their question was basic and you answer it in the first two articles or the first two paragraphs, they're not going to get all the way to the bottom. If you've got it in that right. sidebar, if you've got it higher up where they can see it, they can still stay on your site. You answered their information. They stayed on your site and you kept them and brought them deeper into your site. Right, right. So that's like a really big opportunity. And then the other thing is, um, are you encouraging them to come back? Um, there's, you know, ways to get people to come back, you know, like signing them up for emails and right. things like that and feeds and, and whatnot. Um, and, um, uh, but I think, I think one of the top concerns for me is making my page sticky. And part of that is making, is the usability issue where like, you know, the submit button is like a bold color that they can easily scan and see. Right. Like, you know, and these, these this goes back to basic usability, um, um, uh, user design, you know, user experience and user engagement type things. And and then uh, lastly, uh, make it easy for them to, to recommend the site, you know, and that's where all the social media type stuff comes in. The technical SEO has become, I think you're calling it classic SEO, which is definitely effective. Um, but I hear a lot of the technical SEO, which is changing the little things. You know, the keywords yeah. that we used to focus on those, using, uh, you know, changing the H1 tags, things like that. And while those are still effective, I don't think that you can't see the changes the way that you used to, which is pretty much, I think, what you're saying. Um, so it's yeah. focusing and, more on user experience. Yeah, and, you know, the search engines have, like, there's a, a, a research paper, I think it came out of uh, Microsoft, where they took their uh, their log data of the of the uh, they did ex they they, mi they data mined their log data of sites that people liked that they came back and right. they used the, those data points in order to create a model of the kind of sites people would tend to like. So they 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 examined the sites they examined the sites that people liked and then they formed a model of the kind of sites people would like and they also um, formed a model of sites that people tended not to like. And then they set the crawler loose to analyze websites and then as part of the ranking. So it's not just, you know, it's not just like, okay, this this matches this and this algo and it's not spam and this has links and whatever. But then there's this other layer, whole other layer is where they're going, will this satisfy the user? Does this have uh, the qualities of a site that typically... Uh, satisfies uh, user queries. Right. So, so it's 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 kind of like a quality rater, but it's automated. So we're and, almost uh, actually. So sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just trying to yeah. wrap it up. So, I'll take that mm -hmm. part out. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um. So a lot of this user engagement and user experience stuff does matter when you're building a site. Right. Yeah, because there are the search engines are actually measuring that kind of stuff. 
um, Marissa Meyer, when she was at Google, um, she gave a, a presentation, a keynote presentation, uh, I think it was at a conference uh, associated with O'Reilly. Um, it was called In Search of a Better, Faster, Stronger Web. And she was talking about Google and also the websites that she sends. And in the presentation, she showed pictures of different sites and uh, and uh, and how they were built and whether they were fast enough. And she highlighted four elements uh, that they were looking for. And she cited comprehensiveness, relevancy, user experience, and speed. Yeah. I mean, those things, I think, have mattered for a while, but I think that the technical aspects are becoming less and less important, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't say anything about, like, well, did it match the query or anything like that, you know. That's really interesting. Um, I think we're just about out of time. Um, I think it was a really interesting conversation. Thank you for joining me, Roger. Oh. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to participate. It was a pleasure. <laughs> I appreciate it. And thank you guys for joining us for another Marketing Nerds. And we'll have a recap post put up. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.